On a distant exoplanet, orbiting a star unlike our own, lies the final Earth colony, christened New Eden. This bastion stretches beneath a cobalt sky, a dramatic distinction from the endless void of space. The colony is seamlessly integrated with the alien architecture of the planet. Its structures, with their sleek metallic surfaces and organic curves, mirror the landscape's own peculiar beauty. New Eden is not merely a collection of buildings, it is home to a hundred souls, each a pioneer in their own right, tasked with the monumental responsibility of establishing humanity's foothold in this new world. They are scientists, engineers, medics, and more, all united by a common purpose. High above the colony in geostationary orbit floats the orbital research station Zenith. This hub of scientific activity and oversight serves as the eyes and ears of the mission, a guardian angel watching over New Eden. Aboard Zenith, Dr. Alan Rourke, the mission's chief scientist, surveys the colony below. Rourke, lean and of medium height, carries an air of authority and purpose. His deep-set eyes, always scanning, analyzing, betray a mind constantly at work. His demeanor is stern, molded by years of discipline and dedication to his field. Beside him, Dr. Felix Norden, a man of considerable height and an imposing figure, is a striking contrast to Rourke. Norden's head, cleanly shaven, gleams under the station's artificial lights. His most distinguishing feature, a mechanical arm, is a marvel of engineering, a fusion of metal and flesh, symbolizing the blurred line between humanity and the machines they create. It is a remnant of an accident long past, but for Norden, it is a badge of survival and adaptability. The pair are engrossed in their latest task, analyzing data from the local ecosystem. Norden's mechanical fingers dance across holographic displays, bringing up charts and images of alien flora and fauna. The ecosystem of this planet is a puzzle, a complex web of interactions and dependencies, alien yet fascinating. Their work is critical. Understanding this ecosystem is not just a matter of scientific curiosity, but a necessity for the survival of New Eden. Dr. Rourke's gaze often drifts to the live feeds from the colony, watching as his fellow humans navigate this alien world. He feels a weight upon his shoulders, the responsibility of ensuring not only the success of the mission, but the safety of every person in New Eden. Yet, in his heart, there is also an unquenchable thirst for knowledge, a desire to unlock the secrets of this world. In the heart of New Eden, Nestled among its myriad of technologically advanced facilities stands the Agricultural Dome. This verdant sanctuary is a crucial component of the colony, a self-sustaining biosphere where plants from Earth intermingle with native alien vegetation, creating an unusual but vital ecosystem. Here, amidst rows of greenery and the hum of life support systems, works Eric Dalton, the colony's lead botanist. Dalton, a man of medium stature, possesses a wiry frame honed by years of fieldwork. His close-cropped hair, more a matter of practicality than style, adds to his no-nonsense appearance. His hands, though gentle, are calloused, from countless hours spent tending to his leafy charges. 
On this particular day, Dalton's routine inspection takes an unexpected turn. As he navigates through the lush aisles of vegetation, his keen eyes catch a glimpse of something unusual. A small cluster of plants, nestled in a corner of the dome, exhibits peculiar growths. These growths are unlike anything he has seen before, glowing and throbbing with a soft, unsettling light that seems almost alive. Intrigued and slightly unsettled, Dalton approaches for a closer examination. The plants themselves appear healthy, but the growths emanate a faint, almost imperceptible hum, vibrating in a rhythm that feels unnatural. He carefully collects samples, ensuring not to disturb the surrounding plants more than necessary. Back in his lab, a small cluttered space filled with equipment and the persistent smell of earth, Dalton prepares the samples for microscopic analysis. As he peers through the lens, his brow furrows in concentration. What he sees challenges his extensive botanical knowledge. The structures under the microscope are complex, almost architectural in their intricacy. They are not merely growths. They are pathogenic in nature, yet unlike any pathogen recorded in human history. These structures seem to form a network, interlacing with the plant's own cells, altering them in ways that should be impossible. They are neither entirely organic nor completely alien to the biological principles Dalton understands. Dalton's mind races with questions. How did this pathogen arrive on the plants? Is it native to the planet or something introduced? What effect does it have on the plants? And more importantly, could it affect the humans in the colony? The tranquility of New Eden, already disturbed by Dalton's unsettling discovery, faces a new, more immediate threat. The once docile wildlife of the exoplanet, a collection of creatures as bizarre as they are diverse, begin to exhibit alarming changes in behaviour. These alterations, initially subtle, soon escalate into something undeniably sinister. At the forefront of addressing this emerging crisis is the colony's security chief, Lucas Webb. Webb, a man whose physique speaks of a life dedicated to physical prowess, stands as a formidable figure. His muscular build, paired with a network of scars that tell tales of past encounters and survival, commands respect and reassurance in equal measure. However, even his seasoned composure is tested by the events unfolding. Webb's day begins with reports from the perimeter patrols, sightings of creatures acting erratically, moving in atypical patterns, displaying aggression uncharacteristic of their known behaviours. Initially sceptical, he decides to investigate personally, leading a small, well-armed team to the colony's boundaries. The reality he encounters is far more disturbing than any report could convey. A pack of native creatures, previously known for their docility, is found near the edge of the protective barriers. These creatures, resembling Earth's canines but with sleeker, more streamlined bodies, now bear grotesque alterations. Their once smooth skin is marred by pulsing growths, eerily reminiscent of those discovered by Dalton. Their eyes, previously a clear indication of their docility, now glint with an unnatural, almost malevolent light. Webb and his team watch in horror as these creatures, their features twisted into something almost unrecognisable, 
throw themselves against the colony's barriers with a ferocity that is both terrifying and bewildering. Their movements are erratic, spasmodic, driven by an unseen force that has robbed them of their natural instincts. Realizing the gravity of the situation, Webb initiates an emergency protocol, strengthening the perimeter defenses and issuing a colony-wide alert. With swift efficiency, he reports the incident directly to Dr. Rourke aboard the Zenith. His voice, usually steady, carries an undercurrent of urgency as he describes the altered creatures and their assault on the colony's defences. This escalation from an anomalous botanical pathogen to a tangible animalistic threat marks a turning point for New Eden. The once harmonious coexistence with the planet's wildlife has been shattered, replaced by a sense of dread. The implications are clear. The pathogen, whatever its origins or intentions, is not confined to the plant life. It has leaped across species, fundamentally altering the fauna and potentially the very ecosystem of the exoplanet. The situation in New Eden rapidly devolves into a crisis, the likes of which none of its inhabitants have ever faced. Amidst this escalating emergency, Dr. Felix Norden aboard the Zenith suggests a drastic measure, a complete quarantine of the affected areas. His proposal, born out of a combination of scientific rationale and a desperate need to contain the unknown, sets into motion a series of actions aimed at preserving what remains of the colony's normalcy. Norden, his mechanical arm whirring softly as he articulates his thoughts, presents his plan with clinical precision. The quarantine would involve isolating sections of the colony and the surrounding ecosystem effectively cutting off any spread of the pathogen. This suggestion, while logical, comes with a heavy realization. They are not dealing with a mere scientific anomaly, but a potential catastrophe. On the ground, Lucas Webb and his security team spring into action. The concept of quarantine is straightforward, but its implementation on an alien planet against an unseen and barely understood threat is anything but. Webb coordinates with the colony's engineers, hastily erecting physical barriers, a combination of electronic fences and reinforced structures around the identified hot zones. The landscape of New Eden begins to warp under the influence of the pathogen. The flora, already exhibiting unnatural growths, becomes even more distorted. Trees and plants twist and convulse, their shapes now grotesque parodies of their original forms. The air grows dense with a sense of wrongness, as if the very atmosphere of the planet is rebelling against its inhabitants. Despite these efforts, the pathogen proves to be a formidable adversary. It spreads with alarming speed carried by spores that seem to resist the colony's filtration systems, or perhaps through means yet undetected. The barriers, though initially effective, soon show signs of inadequacy as the mutated wildlife begins to test their limits. Dr. Rourke, monitoring the situation from Zenith, initiates a series of defensive protocols. The colony's central AI system is reprogrammed for crisis response, drones are deployed for surveillance and defense, and the colonists are instructed in emergency procedures. Every resource at their disposal is mobilized to combat the spread. However, despite their best efforts, a sense of futility begins to creep in. 
the pathogen, an entity that should have been a mere scientific footnote, has become a force of nature, reshaping the very world they sought to inhabit. The colonists find themselves not just fighting for control, but for survival, as they face the stark reality that their new home is turning against them. Under the unnerving glow of New Eden's twin moons, a night patrol led by security chief Lucas Webb ventures beyond the newly erected barriers. The air is tense with anticipation and fear. The recent events have left the colony on edge. Webb, his muscular frame clad in reinforced tactical gear, leads a group of five armed colonists. Each member is acutely aware of the gravity of their mission. To assess the spread of the pathogen and to ensure the integrity of the colony's defences, the landscape outside the barriers is almost unrecognisable. The flora, once familiar and a source of scientific intrigue, now presents a nightmarish tableau. Plants have mutated, their structures twisted and enlarged, creating a complex network of glowing, pulsating growths. The air is filled with a musty alien scent, and every step seems to echo ominously in the silent expanse. As they navigate this altered terrain, the patrol's sophisticated sensors pick up movement, something large and unidentifiable. Webb signals for caution, his experienced eyes scanning the darkness. The team positions themselves, weapons ready, their hearts pounding in the oppressive silence. Suddenly the entity reveals itself. Emerging from the twisted underbrush, it is a grotesque fusion of flora and fauna, a creature violating all natural laws. Its body is a macabre collage of animalistic and plant-like features. Limbs that resemble twisted vines, a torso covered in bark-like skin, and a head that is a nightmarish blend of both. Its eyes, if they can be called that, emit an unsettling glow, fixated on the intruders. Webb, despite his extensive training and experience, is momentarily frozen by the sheer oddity of the creature. The entity lets out a sound, a guttural, resonating noise that seems to vibrate the very air around them. The team snaps into action, their training overriding their fear. A frantic skirmish ensues, the night pierced by the sounds of gunfire and the creature's unearthly roars. The entity is surprisingly agile, its movements erratic and unpredictable. It lashes out with vine-like appendages, striking with a force that sends two of Webb's team flying. The remaining members concentrate their fire, aiming for what they hope are vital parts of this bizarre amalgamation. After what feels like an eternity, the creature falters. Wounded and disoriented, it retreats back into the twisted vegetation, disappearing into the darkness. The team is left panting, their relief short-lived. They quickly regroup, attending to their injured comrades. The encounter has left two severely wounded, their conditions critical. Webb, his expression grim, contacts the colony, requesting immediate medical evacuation for the injured. As they make their way back to the safety of New Eden's barriers, the reality of their situation sinks in. This encounter was not just a skirmish. It was a harrowing confrontation with the unknown, a clear indication that the pathogen has created something far beyond their worst fears. The patrol returns to the colony, weary and shaken, their minds haunted by the encounter. 
The news of their engagement with the entity spreads quickly, enveloping New Eden in a shroud of dread. Aboard the orbital research station Zenith, the atmosphere is heavy with urgency following the recent developments on New Eden. Dr. Alan Rourke, his face etched with concern, initiates a secure communication link with the station, seeking counsel and support. The encounter with the mutated entity has made it painfully clear that the situation is escalating far beyond their initial estimations. Zenith, serving as both a scientific observatory and a lifeline to Earth, is abuzz with activity. The station's crew, a team of top-tier scientists and engineers, gather around the communication console as Rourke's transmission comes through. His report, detailing the night patrol's harrowing encounter, is met with grave concern. The team on Zenith recognizes the need for immediate action. The lead researcher, Dr. Ava Sinclair, a brilliant virologist with an intuitive understanding of alien ecosystems, takes charge. She advises Rourke and the colony to exercise extreme caution. The pathogen, she explains, is unlike anything they've encountered. Its ability to alter both flora and fauna suggests a complexity and a potential for adaptation that is deeply alarming. Sinclair and her team begin formulating a plan to develop a potential cure or at least a means to halt the pathogen's progression. The challenge is immense. They need to understand the pathogen's structure, its method of transmission, and how it interacts with different life forms. The data from New Eden is invaluable, but time is a luxury they do not have. The pathogen is spreading, and with each passing moment, it becomes more entrenched in the planet's ecosystem. Rourke, back on New Eden, coordinates closely with Zenith. The colony's own medical and scientific personnel are mobilized, collecting samples, conducting experiments, and feeding data back to the station. Every piece of information is crucial, a potential key to unlocking the mystery of the pathogen. The urgency of the situation spurs a flurry of activity on Zenith. The station's advanced laboratories become the epicenter of a desperate scientific endeavor. Teams work around the clock, analyzing data, running simulations and testing hypotheses. The collaboration between the colony and the station is seamless, driven by a shared goal to find a solution before it's too late. However, as each hour passes, the gravity of their situation becomes more apparent. The pathogen's resilience and adaptability pose a significant challenge. Potential treatments that show promise in simulations fail in practical applications. The pathogen seems to be one step ahead, its cryptic nature thwarting their every effort. Despite the mounting pressure and the creeping shadow of despair, the teams on New Eden and Zenith persevere. They are the last line of defense against a threat that could jeopardize not just the colony, but potentially all of humanity. In the once thriving colony of New Eden, the escalating crisis takes a dire turn as the settlement descends into chaos. The pathogen, a sinister and relentless force, continues its insidious spread, transforming the environment into a landscape of nightmares. The influence of the pathogen becomes increasingly malevolent. It no longer merely alters the flora and fauna. It creates abominations, grotesque amalgamations of plant and animal life. 
These entities, some lurking in the dense, mutated undergrowth, others brazenly roaming the darkened corridors of the colony, are like nothing the colonists have ever seen. Their forms are twisted, their movements erratic and unpredictable, driven by a primal and violent instinct. Security Chief Lucas Webb, bearing the physical and psychological scars of his recent encounter, leads the defense efforts. The colony is now a fortress under siege. The colonists, though not soldiers, are forced to arm themselves. They stand vigil, patrolling the barriers and corridors, eyes strained against the darkness that envelops their home. The continuous assaults by the mutated creatures take a heavy toll on the colonists. Each attack is a frantic struggle for survival. The colony's internal defense systems, designed for deterrence rather than outright warfare, are pushed to their limits. Webb and his team fortify positions, setting up surveillance and traps, and conducting counter-assaults in a desperate bid to reclaim control. Dr. Alan Rourke, coordinating with the security teams and the scientists, tries to maintain a semblance of order. The situation is bleak. Their efforts to understand and counteract the pathogen are met with limited success. The sense of unity and purpose that once bound the colonists is tested as fear and desperation set in. Rourke witnesses the psychological toll on his people, the sleepless nights, the jumpiness at every sound, the haunted looks in their eyes. The nights are particularly harrowing. The cover of darkness emboldens the creatures and their assaults become more frequent and ferocious. The sounds of their attacks, the clashing, the roars, the screams, fill the air, a constant reminder of the nightmare that the colony has become. In these dark times, the colony's central AI, initially programmed for logistics and environmental control, becomes an unlikely ally. Reprogrammed for surveillance and tactical analysis, it provides Webb's team with real-time data, predicting attack patterns and identifying weak points in the colony's defenses. In the beleaguered colony of New Eden, a critical mission unfolds under the shadow of the relentless pathogen. Essential supplies, vital for the colony's dwindling resources, are located in a remote storage facility, now perilously situated in an area overrun by the pathogen's influence. A rescue team, led by botanist Eric Dalton and security chief Lucas Webb, is assembled for this high-stakes operation. Dalton, his wiry frame belying a surprising resilience, is an unlikely participant in such a mission. Yet, his intimate knowledge of the altered landscape and its dangers makes him indispensable. Webb, a veteran of countless skirmishes against the mutated creatures, commands the team with a grim determination. His scars, both physical and unseen, are evidence of the battles he has faced in the wake of the pathogen's spread. The team of scientists and security personnel sets out at dawn, the sky a somber hue of grey. They traverse the colony's perimeter, moving beyond the relative safety of the barriers. The terrain outside is treacherous, transformed by the pathogen into an alien wilderness. Every step is cautious, every movement calculated. As they near the storage facility, an uneasy silence envelops the area. Dalton, scanning the environment, signals a halt. The facility is in sight, but so is something far more menacing. A swarm of mutated creatures, grotesque in their appearance and movements, surrounds the building. 
These entities, once simple fauna of the planet, are now monstrous, their bodies a mangled fusion of organic and pathogenic elements. Webb assesses the situation rapidly. A direct assault is suicide. They need a strategy. He devises a plan to draw the creatures away from the facility, using a series of diversionary tactics. The team splits, some creating noise and movement to attract the creatures, while others, including Dalton and Webb, make a stealthy approach to the facility. The diversion is successful, but the respite is brief. As Dalton and his group enter the facility, the creatures, sensing the intrusion, swarm back with alarming speed. A brutal battle ensues. Webb and his team fight with a combination of firepower and desperate ingenuity. Dalton, though no soldier, holds his own, using his knowledge of the creature's altered physiology to target weaknesses. The skirmish is chaotic. A maelstrom of gunfire roars and the sickening sound of combat with the mutated beings. The team moves with strategic maneuvering, using the facility's layout to their advantage, creating choke points and ambushes. The creatures, though savage and relentless, are outwitted by the team's tactics. Despite their efforts, the toll of the battle is heavy. Several team members are injured, the creature's claws and teeth leaving grievous wounds. The supplies are secured, but the cost is high. The team retreats, carrying their wounded, as the creatures, undeterred, continue their assault. The return to the colony is somber. The mission, though successful in retrieving the supplies, has exposed the harsh reality of their situation. The pathogen's corruption of the planet's wildlife is complete, turning every excursion outside the colony's barriers into a battle for survival. The grim battle for survival in New Eden takes a dramatic turn when Dr. Felix Norden uncovers a groundbreaking revelation about the origin of the pathogen. His discovery both astonishes and horrifies the colony's inhabitants. Norden, with his unique blend of human intellect and the enhanced capabilities of his mechanical arm, had been meticulously studying the pathogen's genetic makeup. In a stroke of insight, he correlates the pathogen's molecular structure with ancient alien artifacts previously found on the planet. This connection leads him to an extraordinary hypothesis. Deep in the unexplored territories of the planet, concealed by dense, mutated flora, lies an ancient alien structure. This edifice, a towering construct of unknown materials and purpose, had been dormant since before the arrival of the new Eden colony. Norden theorizes that recent seismic activities, possibly triggered by the colony's own actions, have reactivated the structure. The revelation sends ripples through the colony. Dr. Alan Rourke, grappling with the escalating crisis, now faces a new dimension to the threat. The possibility that the pathogen is linked to an alien civilization suggests that they are dealing with a phenomenon far beyond their understanding. A team, led by Norden, and accompanied by a security detail headed by Lucas Webb, is quickly assembled to investigate the structure. Their journey is treacherous, navigating through the twisted, pathogen-infested wilderness. The structure stands as a silent sentinel, a remnant of a long-gone civilization. As they approach the structure, their sensors detect unusual energy readings, suggesting that the edifice is not just a relic, 
but something much more active and potentially dangerous. The closer they get, the more pronounced the effects of the pathogen become. The wildlife around the structure is heavily mutated, almost guarding the area with a malevolent intent. Norden, utilizing his advanced arms integrated tools, manages to access the interior of the structure. Inside, they find a complex network of chambers and conduits, all leading to a central core. This core, vibrating with a strange energy, appears to be the source of the pathogen's dissemination. The team collects samples and data, but the true purpose of the structure remains elusive. Its technology is advanced beyond their comprehension, its designs and mechanisms alien to human understanding. However, one thing becomes painfully clear. The structure is not merely a source of the pathogen, it is actively producing and releasing it. This revelation poses new, daunting questions. Was the pathogen an intentional creation of this alien civilization? A weapon, perhaps, or an experiment gone awry? Or was it a guardian, designed to protect the structure, and now mistakenly identifying the colonists as threats? In the shadow of the harrowing revelation about the pathogen's alien origin, the embattled colonists of New Eden prepare for what feels like an inevitable conclusion, a final stand against the encroaching horror that has besieged their once promising haven. The colony now resembles a fortress on the brink of siege. The structures designed for exploration and habitation are hastily fortified. Barricades are erected at strategic points and every accessible weapon is distributed among the colonists. Security Chief Lucas Webb, scarred yet unyielding, takes the lead in organizing the defense. He rallies the colonists, a diverse group of scientists, engineers and workers, transforming them into a makeshift militia. Their weapons are a testimony to human resourcefulness in the face of adversity. A combination of standard firearms, improvised explosive devices and makeshift melee weapons, all cobbled together from the remnants of their shattered dream. Dr. Alan Rourke, the de facto leader of New Eden, works to maintain a semblance of order and hope. His voice, steady and reassuring, echoes through the colony's communication system, offering guidance and encouragement. He knows the odds are against them, but he also understands the indomitable nature of the human spirit. As the mutated creatures begin their assault, the colony turns into a battleground. The air is filled with the sounds of gunfire, explosions, and the unsettling roars of the pathogen-infected beings. The defenders fight with a desperate courage, holding back the tide of abominations that swarm the barriers. The battle is chaotic and brutal. The creatures, products of the pathogen's relentless mutation, are relentless in their assault. Some are massive, towering beasts with thick hides that shrug off bullets. Others are smaller, faster, slipping through the smallest gaps in the defences. Amidst this chaos, Eric Dalton, the botanist-turned-reluctant warrior, uses his knowledge of the local flora to exploit weaknesses in the creature's mutated forms. His insights prove invaluable, allowing the defenders to target critical vulnerabilities in the seemingly unstoppable horde. The colony's central AI, reprogrammed for defense, provides real-time tactical data, directing the defenders to critical breach points and coordinating counter-assaults. This technological ally, 
once a mere tool for everyday life, becomes a lifeline in the heat of battle. Despite their valiant efforts, the colonists are pushed back, the creatures breaching the inner sanctums of New Eden. The fight becomes a series of isolated skirmishes, each group of defenders battling for survival in the maze of corridors and facilities. Amidst the chaos and despair engulfing New Eden, a glimmer of hope emerges from the orbital research station, Zenith. The station's team, led by the brilliant Dr. Ava Sinclair, has developed an experimental antidote to the pathogen. This antidote, while untested on a large scale, represents the culmination of relentless research and could be the key to turning the tide against the encroaching horror. However, the deployment of the antidote is filled with risk and complexity. It requires a precise delivery mechanism to ensure it reaches the heart of the infected zones without being degraded by the pathogen or causing unforeseen collateral damage to the planet's ecosystem. Dr. Alan Rourke, receiving this critical information aboard New Eden, convenes with Dr. Felix Norden to strategize the operation. Norden, his mechanical arm whirring as he processes the data, suggests using the colony's environmental control systems, which include a network of atmospheric processors capable of dispersing the antidote in a controlled manner. The plan is daring and requires meticulous coordination. Rourke and Norden work closely with the team on Zenith to synchronize the release of the antidote from orbit with the activation of the atmospheric processors. The timing must be perfect. A miscalculation could render the entire operation futile. As they prepare for the operation, the colony continues to reel under the relentless assault of the mutated creatures. The defenders, aware of the impending gambit, fight with renewed vigor, holding back the creatures long enough for the plan to be executed. The moment of truth arrives. Zenith, orbiting high above the planet, launches a series of canisters containing the antidote. These canisters, engineered to withstand re-entry and targeted with precision, descend towards New Eden. The colonists watch the sky with hope in their eyes. As the canisters enter the atmosphere, Rourke gives the signal. The atmospheric processors, reconfigured for this critical task, activate. They begin to emit a fine mist, a dispersal of the antidote, which starts to spread across the colony and the surrounding areas. The operation is a tense waiting game. The antidote, invisible to the naked eye, permeates the air, the ground and the very heart of the pathogen's domain. The colonists, sheltered in their last bastions of defence, wait for any sign of change. Gradually, a transformation occurs. The mutated creatures in the midst of their relentless assault begin to falter. Their movements become sluggish, their roars less fearsome. One by one they collapse, the pathogens grip on them weakening. The battle for New Eden reaches a critical juncture as the colonists, armed with the last vestiges of hope provided by the antidote from Zenith, confront the pathogen at its apparent source, the ancient alien structure. This structure, a monolithic mystery amidst the ravaged landscape, has become the epicenter of the pathogen's insidious spread. Dr. Felix Norden, alongside Dr. Alan Rourke, leads a contingent of the colony's remaining defenders to the structure. Their mission is clear, yet daunting, 
to ensure the successful deployment of the antidote directly at the heart of the pathogen's domain. The belief is that targeting the structure might amplify the antidote's effect, potentially eradicating the pathogen, or at least crippling its ability to spread further. The journey to the structure is a perilous trek through a landscape that has become alien and hostile. The mutated flora and fauna, although weakened by the initial dispersal of the antidote, still pose a significant threat. Security Chief Lucas Webb, scarred but unbroken, commands the defense as they move, his team engaging in skirmishes with lingering pockets of pathogen-infected creatures. As they approach the structure, its ominous presence looms over them. The air around it vibrates with an eerie energy, the ground itself seeming to pulse with the remnants of the pathogen's influence. The battle at the structure is fierce and desperate. The defenders set up a perimeter, fighting off waves of mutated creatures that are drawn to the structure as if compelled by an unseen force. The creatures, though weakened, are relentless, driven by the remnants of the pathogen's control. In the midst of the chaos, Norden and a team of scientists work to deploy the antidote. The structure's exterior, covered in indecipherable glyphs and symbols, is resistant to their attempts to breach it. Norden, utilizing his mechanical arm's enhanced capabilities, finally manages to access an inner chamber, a nexus point that seems integral to the structure's function. The antidote is deployed within this chamber, a concentrated dose directly into the heart of the structure. The effect is almost immediate. A shudder passes through the structure, a ripple that spreads across the landscape. The mutated creatures falter, their movements becoming erratic, then ceasing altogether as the pathogen's grip on them is finally broken. The battle reaches its zenith as the colonists, witnessing the collapse of their adversaries, push back with renewed vigor. It is a turning point, the moment when the tide of the struggle shifts decisively in their favor. The creatures now lie motionless, victims of the very pathogen that had turned them into monsters. As the dust settles, the colonists gather around the structure, its once menacing aura diminished, its secrets still locked within. They are battered, exhausted and mourning their losses. But they are alive. The tipping point has been reached and against overwhelming odds, they have emerged victorious. In the aftermath of the battle at the alien structure and the successful deployment of the antidote, a staggering revelation comes to light, casting a new shadow over the already beleaguered colony of New Eden. Dr. Felix Norden, a key figure in the fight against the pathogen and a respected member of the community, is not who he appears to be. The revelation unfolds in a series of events that shake the very foundation of the colony. It begins with an unexpected malfunction. Norden's mechanical arm, a familiar sight to the colonists, begins to behave erratically. Concerned for his well-being, Dr. Alan Rourke and a medical team conduct a thorough examination. What they discover is beyond their wildest imaginations. Norden's entire persona is a facade. He is, in fact, an advanced synthetic organism, a replicant designed to mimic human behavior to perfection. This revelation sends shockwaves through the colony as trust and reality are called into question. 
the implications are profound and disturbing. Further investigation reveals that Norden was part of a covert observation program initiated by Earth's government, unbeknownst to the colonists of New Eden. His mission was far more insidious than anyone could have guessed, to study the effects of the pathogen on human subjects in a controlled environment. The pathogen itself, while a naturally occurring entity on the planet, had been monitored and perhaps even manipulated to observe its interaction with human physiology and psychology. The truth about Norden raises a myriad of ethical and moral questions. The revelation that the colonists were unknowingly part of an experiment is a betrayal of the highest order. The trust they had placed in Earth's government, the belief that they were pioneers of a new world, was built on a foundation of lies. Norden, or the entity that everyone had known as Norden, confronts his own reality. Programmed with the capacity to learn and adapt, he had developed a semblance of consciousness, an understanding of his existence. The crisis on New Eden had not been a mere observation for him. He had become a part of the community, fighting alongside the colonists, sharing in their struggles and victories. The colonists grapple with this revelation. Some view Norden with suspicion and anger. Others, recognizing the role he played in their survival, feel a sense of betrayal tempered with a reluctant gratitude. In the end, the battle for survival on New Eden was not just against a biological threat, but against the very nature of truth and identity in the face of an unfathomable universe.